Tonight, I'm talking about power tools. <laughs> I was contemplating, I don't have one, Clay doesn't have one, and all the men said, <laughs> um, I was contemplating um, finding out if my father-in-law had like a tool belt or something so I could wear it in here. <laughs> but you can just imagine, I'm wearing a tool belt, okay? Um, I know. Yep, I couldn't text him. Should have called him. Um, anyways, tonight we're going to be talking about power tools. Um, okay, so just to start off, you know, let's just get our imagination going. Um, who here has ever put together um, some sort of piece of furniture? And it's really fun, right? <laughs> um, who here has attempted to do it with just a screwdriver, just, you know, by hand? Screwdriver. Okay, and then somewhere along the line you decided to get out the power tool. Okay, or, or at some point you've learned, you know, power tools a little easier, isn't it? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so it's a lot easier, it's a lot faster, uh, a whole lot less effort on your part, right? So God has given us power tools to use. Yeah, um, he gave us power tools, and we're going to be talking about that tonight. You know, we can do things by our own strength, and we can do things by our own power, our own ability, and he will allow us to do that because we're a free moral agent. We can do things how we want to do it. We can do it by the word of God. We can do it with the resources he's given us. We can do it with the power tools he's given us, or we can just do it on our own strength with our own hands and just crank every single knob and every single thing that we need to do um, on our own strength, and he'll let us do that. And sometimes we can accomplish a little something, but a whole lot more will get done, a whole lot more will get accomplished if we use the power tools that God has given us. Amen. So Matthew, we're going to start off with Matthew 16, 19. Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So I just heard the Lord say, do you want to do this the easy way, or do you want to do this the hard way? Yes, the easy way. But yet, so many believers um, may be destroyed for a lack of knowledge, or maybe... Um, just not, like we talked about Sunday, putting the word of God into practice. Um, they take the hard route. They take the hard way. And that's not what God intended for us. And so it's really, it's up to you what you're going to do. Are you going to do it the easy way? Are you going to use the tools that God has given you to use? Um, so with that being said, you know, you can... You can keep going up against adversity. You can keep going up against hindrances in your life. You can keep standing, um, you know, and, and trying your best and your own strength to fight the good fight of faith. Or um, you can, let me see, how did I say this? Um, or you can use the power tools to come against these things that are coming against your families, your lives. Um, you can use the power tools um, to achieve and receive the desires of your heart. Um, and so I'm going to show you that from the Word of God. But, but God wants us to not um, just like try in your own strength to witness, try in your own strength to, to lay hold of the promises of God. You know, um, how many of you know you've sometimes you've tried things? Um, you know, from the word of God, and you still haven't seen them come to manifestation. Being honest, okay? But listen, sometimes there's something that stands in the way of you receiving the promises, and it doesn't mean that the promises are, are null and void. It's there for you. But this is what the Lord is showing me. We need to use our power tools to remove these things that stand in the way, that hinder us from receiving the promises of God. So the promises of God for you are, you know, salvation for you and for your loved ones. Um, the promises of God are um, that he supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory. The promises of God are that you have favor with both God and man. You know, so, so whatever the promise is, you know, that by Jesus' stripes you are healed. 
if you're doing what you know to do and you're still not seeing the fulfillment of these things in your life, that means there may be something just by chance in the way of you receiving these promises. And God wants you to use your power tools to get rid of the thing that stands in the way of you in the promise of God. Amen? And so um, here's, here's this power tool. Here's what God's talking about. Proverbs 18.21. It says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Your tongue that God gave you, believe it or not, is a power tool. <laughs> You're created with power in your words. With your words, with your tongue, you have the power to either remove mountains or, listen to this, build them with your words. And that's not such a good thing. So you can either remove a mountain or you can build a mountain by, by speaking negatively, by speaking curses, by speaking or, you know, against something. Or by, um, let's say you're believing God for, you know, financial supply. And then you look at your bank account and you're like, oh, we can't make the mortgage. Oh, we can't do this. Oh, you know, you're building a mountain. You're not removing a mountain. You're building one. So that is what's going to be standing in the way of you and the blessings of God and the promises of God. So God gave us power tools, and so sometimes we look at that mountain and we're like, oh, it's so big. Thank you, Lord, you supply my needs according to your riches and glory. I wonder how we're ever going to make it this month. <laughs> That's going to do nothing. It's going to do nothing. It's not going to move that mountain. You're, you know, you're believing the word of God, but he has given you a power tool and you're using it in a negative effect. Do you ever use a power tool and it goes the wrong way and it tightens it or, or it unwinds it and everything falls apart? That'd probably be me. Okay. So you don't want me building any of your furniture. So you're with your mouth, you're going to either create and build up or remove mountains, or you're going to make a mountain. <laughs> you're going to cause disaster. And we don't want that. Let's turn to James 3, verses 1 through 6. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach should judge, should, will be judged more, more strictly. What he's saying here basically is, Everybody's mouth, you know, wasn't tamed. And so if that's the case, then you shouldn't be a teacher because, yeah, so Clayton's not up here all the time. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But anyways, he says, he says, indeed, we all make mistakes, right? But some of us have more of a tame tongue than others. Just being real, just being real. Okay, he says, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and we could also control ourselves in every other way. <laughs> we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing, but it makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Do you ever notice, I mean, probably more so among youth, but one little word of gossip can cause a big old fire, cause a big old problem. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It's, it's a whole world of, of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it itself is set on fire by hell itself. Basically, you've got life or you've got death in your tongue. There is power in your tongue. Whichever way you go, it's powerful. And why is that? Because we were created in the image of God. We were created in the image of God. God had a plan. And this would be powerful and this would be good 
as long as you use it the way he intended. God is a creator, and he created heaven and, every, and, and, and the earth and everything that's in, in the earth. How did he do it? With his words. Because there's power in his words, and the Holy Spirit went forth and created it and caused it to happen. Well, the same thing happens, and that's why he's saying our tongue is like a rudder on a ship. Our tongue can set a whole forest on fire if you take it in the wrong direction. It can cause a lot of problems, in other words. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to deal with more problems. I want to deal with less problems. So how's that going to happen? Well, your tongue can also be blessed, you know, cause blessing. Your tongue can, can be the avenue in which the provisions and the blessing of God start coming into your life. It's a power tool. And with it, you can either build up or you can tear down. And that could be in your children's lives. That could be in a coworker's life. That can be towards your finances. That can be towards your family members getting saved. You know, if you speak negatively about them and how they're so evil and how they're so corrupt and how they're never going to get saved, then guess what's going to happen? It's going to prolong their salvation. Or you could stand in the gap because God searches for a man to stand in the gap. And you start speaking and claiming and declaring that they're saved, that their hearts are softened, that, that, that God's removing the heart of stone, giving them the heart of flesh, that they hear the voice of God, they're receptive to the words of God. What are you doing? You're speaking life. You're releasing, the, by the power of God, you're releasing life through the power tool that God has given you. You've heard it, and, and I'm sure you know it. That children are develop, and, and, and I believe that God can um, set them on a new course, but a lot of times they develop into what is spoken over them. You know? And so if they grow up in a rough atmosphere where negative things are spoken about them, and even as a joke, negatively, oh, you're, they're just rough, you know, or I don't even know what to say because I don't let that come out of my mouth, but they just speak all this negative stuff over them, they're going to just be a product of whoever spoke over them. So a long time ago, I think um, Ashton was literally in kindergarten, he was failing kindergarten. How do you fail kindergarten? They wanted to hold him back from kindergarten. Your dad failed kindergarten. <laughs> so he was taken after his grandfather, <laughs> apparently. But anyways, Ashton was failing kindergarten, and um, they wanted to hold him back, and I just felt like this on the inside of me, like, no, 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 no. And I was driving them to school, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he gave me this this um, confession of my faith. For he says, um, hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. What is it? It's a declaration of your tongue. It's taking out the power tool of God and applying it to the circumstance. So God gave me this download of a confession of my faith to have him speak over himself. And I, I've continued it since kindergarten with all of my children. Guess what? They're like all straight-A students. And I feel like it's so effortless. I mean, on my part, they're the ones doing the work. But seriously, like, we're not like, come on, just do your work. Come on, do your homework. It's like, seriously. Because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So they go every single morning that they go to school... I have the mind of Christ. The life and light of God lives in and through me. I'm excelling in leaps and bounds in every academic, every social, every mental, and every spiritual area. Hallelujah. I have favor with both God and man. That means that the teachers are going to like them. They're going to give them favor. That the, the students are going to like them. They're going to give them favor. You know, and, and so they, God gave me this whole download, and it probably takes us five minutes. Maybe, not even. And it's something they know. They'll probably be able to tell their kids. And I saw it work immediately. 
um, probably over the course of that year. And to, you know, they didn't hold him back. And then all of a sudden, he's just started turning around. Um, for like the first year or so, we had to keep on, keep on. And then we saw it turn around. And then ever since then, I just kept, kept on because I knew that I knew that I knew that was a product of the power of their words, their power tool. So I taught them to use their power tool. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit, because I believe that there's power in our words, but I didn't realize that even the words that someone else is speaking about my child, whether it's a teacher or whether it's a grandparent or whatever, oh, well, they need to work on this. Oh, maybe you should hold them back. I'm not saying my grandparent, the grandparents did that, but I'm just saying even other people's negative words can build a mountain for you that hinders you from receiving from God. And the Lord is revealing to me all, the, I mean, I mean, every single area of my life, we are going to have so much breakthrough because he is revealing to me as I'm spending time in prayer, mountain, 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 mountain. And all I have to do is, oh, well, I command that mountain of such and such to be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Why? Because the minute I say that, I release through the power tool that God has given me power to remove the mountain, and now the pathway is clear to receive the provisions, the blessings, and the promises of God. So what was standing in the way of Ashton receiving good grades or having favor was, I don't know, you know, whether it's, you know, negative, you know, just stuff in this world or, or, or negative um, beliefs that he had towards himself that were planted by the enemy. You can't do this. This is too hard, you know, whatever, whatever. And he started believing it, and then a mountain is built. So I had to turn it around by using the power of his words. Amen. And so what God's showing me is either you're going to use your power tool to remove the mountain, or you're going to use it to build one. And I don't know about you, but I, I don't want mountains in my life. I want the blessing of God. And here's the thing is James 3.10 then says, blessings and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth. He says, this ought not be. <laughs> you know, like you're going to be working against yourself. If one minute you're praising the Lord, you're getting into God's presence, you're proclaiming the blessings of God, you know, and, and you're saying all this, and then you leave church, and just because some kind of circumstance makes it you feel like uh, the sickness is coming upon you, some kind of circumstance is making you feel like, or it looks like, there's not going to be enough to pay the bills, or whatever it might be, instantly the opportunity knocks <laughs> for you to get out your power tool and use it in a negative way. You're going to create the end result by this thing right here. Because God's word is true no matter what. And so are, how are you going to speak? So that's why he's like, put a guard over your mouth. That's why he had to put a you know, guard over Zechariah's mouth. Because he was speaking negatively. He was using his power tool to come against what God was trying to do. To bring John the Baptist into this world. So God had to put a mute, you know, mute button on his mouth, and he muted him for nine months so that his will could come to pass. Listen, if God had to do that, that shows how much power was in that man's words to where it could detour what God was trying to do. So he literally muted him. Sometimes I wish, <laughs> you know, if, Lord, if I'm standing in the way of anything that you're trying to do in my life, please put a guard on my mouth so that I go in the right direction. <laughs> uh, vice versa, vice versa. Mark 11. Mark 11, let's turn there. Funny, funny, funny. Okay. Let me show you this. I'm sure you all know it, but just... Mark 11, 12 through 14 to start off with. So Jesus is hanging out with his disciples. We've been watching The Chosen. Have you guys watched that yet? So good. Oh, I love it. 
anyways, it just brings like a reality of like how normal and how real the disciples were. They're just like you and I. And so they're hanging out with Jesus. Let's say they're going to the next town. They're doing the next assignment, whatever. I love how they're always in that movie, um, The Chosen. They're arguing with each other. That's reality. Like a whole bunch of guys from all over the, you know, the globe basically are coming together with all different backgrounds, all different temperaments, and they're not getting along. And when Jesus isn't there, they're just bickering and stuff. is awesome. But anyways, whatever the case, they're, they're leaving a certain town, okay? And it says, the next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves on it because it was too early in the season for the fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And there's an explanation mark. Like he was upset. He was annoyed. You know, he was hungry that morning. I don't know. And the disciples heard him say it. Okay. So fast forward, they go throughout the day. I think that's the day that he might have turned over the tables and the temple and all this stuff. He is having a bad day. Anyways, so whatever the case might be. So fast forward to verse, um, verse 20. Then the next morning, they passed by the fig tree um, that he had cursed. Notice, I like that, that they said Jesus cursed it. Because blessing and cursing can proceed out of your mouth. And it's a, it depends on what you speak out of your mouth. That's the kind of life you're going to be dealing with. And I like that even Jesus has an example here of a negative so that we could see the result of what's going to happen if we speak negatively, okay? And so the next morning they passed by the fig tree that he had cursed, and the disciples noticed that it was withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day, and he exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree that you curse is withered and it has died. But Jesus is teaching them a lesson always. Then Jesus says to his disciples, have faith in God. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Listen, I tell you the truth. You can say. You can use your tongue. You can use your power tool. You can say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe that it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Do you ever wonder what in the world does the withered up fig tree have to do with the fact that he's telling you say to this mountain you almost think of it as two separate stories but it's absolutely not on one hand you can curse you can cause things to shrivel up and die in your life and you can cause cursings to be evident in your life or you can receive the blessings of God by speaking the word of God according to the word of God and releasing life and so God's saying, if you have faith, you can release life through your words. And if you believe it, it will happen. So he says, you can say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Now, Jesus, I believe he knew what he was doing, but he could have spoken life over that tree. And the next day had figs on it. But he chose the other. He says, and it will happen. You must really believe that it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, now this is good. This is regarding anything. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. Power in your words. What stands in the way of the promises of God? Mountains. What stands in the way of you walking in total freedom? A mountain. What stands in the way of the provision of God? Some kind of mountain. Whether it be doubt or unbelief, whether it be a spirit of lack, whether it be, you know, whatever it might be. God can reveal it to you. But when he reveals it to you, what are you supposed to do? Sit around, look at it, and be like, oh, I wish that mountain wasn't there. No, if you believe, if you have faith in God, you can say to that mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. You think, well, 
I, you know, it would work if it was Jesus, you know, he had all the power. No, he said, behold, I give you the power to trample on snakes and scorpions. I give you the power to use my name. He gave us the power. In his image, we were created. In his likeness. To use our words. And to build up and to create life. We were given the same power to heal or destroy. To build up or create with our words. That's what Jesus was teaching. He says, I said this and you see the trees shriveled up. But now I'm telling you, you could say, and a mountain could be removed. That's how powerful words are. You can cause something to shrivel up and die. You can cause something to bring destruction in your life. Or you can release life. Amen. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. We'll just go right there just to read it for reading's sake. Why can't I find Genesis? <laughs> okay. Um, Genesis 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. What does that mean? It says, they will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, um, small animals that scurry along the ground, even small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, both male and female. In his image, he said, so that they will have dominion. They can take charge. How? With their power tool. The same way Jesus created it, we now are to take dominion. So that means that if something is standing in the way of me receiving what God promised, he says yes and amen to, then I have a power tool to unlock it, to remove it, and throw it into the sea. I hope you get this. Luke 10, 19, he says, look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, so that nothing will by any means hurt you. In the, in the previous scriptures, the disciples were super excited. They were coming back. Jesus had sent them away to go from town to town, and this just brings me back to the chosen again, but go from town to town and prepare for Jesus coming into that town. They're, like, they're, they're going into town to advertise that the king is coming, Jesus is coming, you know, we're going to be having these meetings here, whatever, whatever. And so, but he tells them um, to go do this. And they come back to him with these testimonies, these reports, because Jesus said to go lay hands in the sick and see them recover. And they come back and they said, Lord, even the devils are subject when we use your name. Like they hadn't yet experienced this yet. They saw Jesus doing it, but now they're experiencing that they have power in their tongue when they use the name of Jesus. The devils are even subject to us. People are being healed. They came back with this awesome testimony. And the Lord says, look, understand. I have given you authority. I have given you dominion. How do you release that? Through your power tool. Through your words. By using the name of Jesus. Every knee has to bow when you use the name of Jesus. The thing is, sometimes we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Sometimes we just put up with garbage that the enemy throws our way because we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Or sometimes it like, it's like we need a light bulb to go off, even though it's something that we already believe. It's like we need a light bulb to go off in order to put God's word to practice. You know, some, I don't know about you, I'm probably not the only one that has put up with garbage that the enemy tries to throw into my life, not realizing that I've got a power tool and that I don't have to put up with that. I can just command that mountain to move and it'll move. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Why? 
Because you've been given authority. When you use your tongue as a rudder on a ship, it will direct the course of your life. And when you release life over the situation, you release the power of God over the situation, you use the name of Jesus, the devil has to flee. Amen. Seems too easy. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, he says it is. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weak and weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. You know? When you're dealing with stuff that the enemy throws your way, when you're, uh, we'll just say, when you're putting all the furniture together after you've moved into a house, or you get new furniture delivered that needs to be put together, or you go to Ikea and buy anything, you're kind of tired, kind of weary, kind of worn out, and the Lord's like, come to me and do it my way. Let me give you this power tool. Come to me, all of you who are weak and carry heavy burdens, for I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you how I do it. How does he do it? He curses the fig tree and it dies. He speaks to the storm and it dissipates. Come to me and learn from me. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. You will find rest for your souls. No more worrying about that mountain. No more wondering when it's going to disappear. No more wondering how are we going to make ends meet. No more wondering when is this, when am I going to walk in health and healing. No more. If you will believe, he said, you could say to this mountain. So what's stopping us from saying? Either lack of knowledge Lack of faith because we need to be hearing the word and getting it into us more so that when we speak it, because if we would have faith, he said, we would be looking at that mountain and say, I'm not dealing with that. In the name of Jesus Christ, get out of here, be moved and be cast into the sea and don't return in Jesus' name. If you would have a revelation of it, that's as soon as something's in your way of receiving what God said is yours, that's what would be coming out of your mouth. Now, sometimes things take a year. Like with Ashton, it was a little cycle, but we kept on speaking and releasing life. And now I haven't stopped because now we got another child. And so whoever's in the car with me, they have to say their confessions. Not because of a religious thing, but because we're releasing life and power. And I know that I know that that's why. He went from almost failing kindergarten and first grade to straight-A student, it's just, it's too easy. Come to me if you're weak and weary and carry heavy burdens and you can't do it on your own. Let me teach you how to do it my way. You can do it the easy way or you can do it the hard way. Jesus says, come to me and I'll show you. He showed us by speaking to the storm. He showed us by cursing the fig tree. And now he's telling his disciples, don't you get it? When you release the power of God through your tongue and use my name, mountains are moved. Whether it's a mountain of the spirit of infirmity, whether it's a mountain of the spirit of lack or debt, whatever mountain stands in your way from you seeing the promise of God in your life, you have the authority, you have the power when you use the name of Jesus to just say, get out of the way and Jesus' name and be cast into the sea. He says, and if you don't doubt, you will have whatever you say. I feel like we're really getting back to basics here for the last couple of weeks, but it's like, if you want to walk in the power of God, you need to know how powerful the word of God is in your heart and in your mouth. When you have the word of God, I hide your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. When you have the word of God in your heart, you put a guard over your mouth because you're only going to say that which is um, used for edifying and building up and positive, you know. Hallelujah. 
So God made it way easier for us. But so many times we just sit there and we stare at that mountain. <laughs> oh, looks like we're not going to be able to do it this month. Maybe next month. How? Looks like, you know, I have this desire of my heart, but, you know, this is standing in the way. So it looks like uh, maybe someday. How? Too many people just accept because of the, the situation, because of, of what it feels like or looks like, they just accept that as that settles it. God's word has final say. God's word has final say. You know, I, I remember, I think it was first grade then when we went, um, and we, no, 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 he already had started having good grades, but then somebody had tried to, uh, a principal, mind you, had tried to speak over Ashton again, um, ADHD or something like that. Tried to get us, and he didn't even know him. Tried to get us to put him on medication. I'm not against things if people need them, whatever, but something again in my spirit was like, and, I, and the Holy Spirit was like, no. And so we didn't go that direction. Um, we just amped up the confession. <laughs> We amped it up and released more power. And that, I love that the Lord's just showing me this, that it's all because of using the power tool and how he showed me to have them. It's not just about mom and dad, you know, what we say about them or what we say they can do, and that's important, but that they themselves need to speak positively and see God work in their lives. Amen. Philippians 2, 9 and 10. So, we, so God gave us these power tools to use them. And we have dominion when we use them. We have authority when we use them. And he gave us his name. Amen. So Philippians 2, 9 and 10, he says, Therefore God elevated him to the place of the highest honor and gave him the name above all other names so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and in earth and under the earth. Wow. So that means that anything that is created in the mountain, whether it's from heaven, whether it's from earth, whether it's from under the earth, whatever it is that's standing in the way of the promises of God, you can be certain that it's not from God, but the enemy is in like the second heaven. And so he is the one trying to kill, trying to steal, trying to destroy from the promises of God. So he's the one, whether it be through giving you negative thoughts and causing you to speak and create the mountain or whatever it might be, but he's the one creating this mountain that stands in the way. So now God's given you the name, which is above every name, that every knee shall bow both in heaven and earth and under the earth. So whatever it is building that mountain, when you release the name of Jesus, the Bible says, resist the devil in the name of Jesus, and he has to flee. That's just like saying, in the name of Jesus, mountain of hindrance, I command you to be thou removed and be cast into the sea. God may tell you exactly what that hindrance is, but regardless, the whole plan of it is a hindrance. It's standing in the way of you and the promise. You and the provision, or you in the, the mind of Christ, or you in whatever it is that you're believing God for. So instead of staring at it, <laughs> instead of worrying about your loved ones, And wondering if they're ever going to receive Jesus or wondering if they're ever going to be delivered. Why not just take God at his word? Because God says worry doesn't add a single hair to your head. It doesn't do a thing for you. So instead, why not start speaking to the mountain that was built the mountain of hindrance that hinders them from walking with God to be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Watch things turn around. There's got to be a mountain in the way. If God's will is not being done in this earth, on earth as it is in heaven, in a certain situation, you better be sure 
that God wants his will to be done. So that means that there's something standing in the way. And who in the world would be standing in the way? The enemy. And what have you been given authority over? All the power of the enemy. So if you'll use the power tool, your tongue, releasing and speaking the word of God, the sword of the spirit, and use the power tool, using the name of Jesus to which every every knee shall bow, both in heaven, in earth, and under the earth, you better be sure and have, have faith in God that when you say to that mountain, be removed from my family members coming to the Lord. Be removed from our finances and our breakthrough. Be removed from our church and, and the spirit of God moving. Whatever it is that you want to see that mountain removed from, have assurance, have faith in God that when you speak and release the power tool, the devil has to flee. He has to flee and he's thrown into the sea. <laughs> Amen? You will have That's what he's talking about. That's what Jesus was trying to teach his disciples. That's what he's trying to teach us. You will have whatever you say, good or bad. So what did I do when God was revealing this to me? Oh, Lord, forgive me. (laughs) Forgive me for building my own mountains. I repent. And in the name of Jesus, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea. How many times have I said something negative about finances? You know, worry or doubt or, you know, unbelief. You know, when I know what the word of God says, yeah, I know God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory, but the bank account says this, and so we're not able to make this payment or whatever. Don't even let it out of your mouth. Only that which is to the use of edifying and building up. Why? Is it foolishness? No. It's because you don't want to build a mountain. You'll be your own hindrance. But just start releasing and speaking the word of God and seeing God's word. Like see it ahead of time. Imagine it and it'll happen. Hallelujah. The disciples saw it work. The 72, when they went out to prepare the, the towns for Jesus to come, they came back and they were so excited. It works. Even devils are subject when we use your name. Remember? At the name of Jesus, both in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. Behold now, I give you authority. In his image, you were created. Remember, there's power of life and death in the tongue. Out of the same mouth can produce cursings and blessings. He said that shouldn't be. Only let it go one direction. We saw it with Jesus cursing the fig tree. We saw it with Jesus in the positive, commanding that storm to cease. Peace be still. What did he do? He released his power tool. The rest of them, Lord, aren't you afraid we're going to die? They're looking at the storm. They're looking at the circumstances. They're feeling the feelings. Oh, Jesus is like, where is your faith? Let me demonstrate this. Peace be still. And they were like, what manner of man? I mean, they've been seeing him do miracles, but what manner of man is this? Even the winds and waves are subject to him. And you were created in his image and in his likeness. And even the devils are subject to you when you use his name. He's given us the power tools of his kingdom. This is what Jesus used when he was walking this earth. The keys of the kingdom. How to work with the kingdom of heaven. It's right here. It's right here. 
Get this into your heart and speak it out of your mouth. If you don't hide his word in your heart, you're not going to know what his word says. And you're not going to know what to release. Because it's his word that he watches over to perform. So if you're reading the word of God, and, and you know, we want the spirit of God, 100%. But if you're not reading the word of God, this, this is what God watches over to perform. You need to have this in your heart so that the Holy Spirit has something to bring back to your remembrance. Something to give you to speak over the situation. He has given us all the power tools of heaven. Hallelujah. So this week I had two different prayer meetings. Um, Friday, actually, so I guess it was within this week, but Friday before um, revival, I had a prayer meeting with somebody, and the whole prayer meeting, it was really interesting. You know, usually I'm always like, Father, let there be an open heaven, and just loose your angels, and you know, and all that has its place and everything. Okay. But this whole entire prayer meeting, I kept seeing mountain, 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 and these scriptures just kept rolling up in me. Say to this mountain, be thou removed. And so the whole prayer meeting, probably two hours, Clayton was downstairs working, and me and Lita were upstairs in my bedroom. In the name of Jesus, mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, you know, just speaking to these things. And Clayton's like, <laughs> when we came down after we were done, he's like, is everything Okay. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's all right. I was like, we're just letting the devil have it, you know. We're just removing things that he placed in our way. And, man, we had a supernatural Holy Spirit night on Friday night. And we're just going to see increase and increase and increase in our lives, in our church, in our services, in the lives of our family members. Why? Because God is giving us his word, putting it in our hearts, and we're going to release it from our mouth, which is the power tool that he uses so that we release it so then he can go ahead and watch over it and perform it. If God never released the words that he wanted, you know, the, the waters to be created and the animals to be created and the sky to be created and all this, if he didn't release it out of his mouth, the Holy Spirit wouldn't go and create. We need to release out of our mouths and hopefully from the word. And then I had another prayer meeting with Amber today and I hadn't told her but my last prayer meeting. But this was just really funny that the whole thing ended up being God showing us mountains that were standing in the way of this person, that were standing in the way of, of this answer from God, that was standing in the way of this promise of God. And so once we talked and realized our conversations being ordered to the Lord and took down all the prayer requests, what did we do? I saw this crazy, awesome vision. I mean, these are massive mountains standing in the way of things, big and uh, I saw us, and we're just small little people, right? But I saw us, and all morning, this was yesterday, all morning we were just moving mountains. And we were praying, and we were moving another mountain. And I saw this vision happen over and over again. And I was like, I told her afterwards. And I was like, you know, we're, you know, we were, like, literally, I saw us, like, literally moving mountains. And we're getting this revelation of this. And we went to lunch and man, she was eating like crazy. And then I was eating and I was like, man, I was like, you're hungry. And, and I was la we were laughing. And I was like, yeah, we, you work up an appetite when you move mountains all morning. <laughs> but it was really funny because she, I, I'm not going to be able to say this right, but she came up with this like meme thing. She's like, um, moms who move mountains are hungry or something like that. Like, but um, yeah, so anyways, I, we couldn't get through the conversation at lunch without, um, like, she was, she's sharing about um, her Thanksgiving meal and, and, and uh, her mom and how just new deceptions come in to try to hinder her from living for the Lord. Just new religions and, and this and that, new ideas. And her mom's just like a real open person, so she keeps on kind of just grabbing hold of anything. And I was like, say to this mountain! Like, we couldn't get through the meal without saying to, like, 10 different mountains be removed. And then she said, moms who get revelations of mountains <laughs> can't eat a meal without saying it. It was just really 
awesome. But the thing is, is since God has been speaking this to me, just revealing a, a, just a fresh illust, uh, illumination of his word, reminder of his word and how powerful it is, I don't want to put up with anything anymore. <laughs> Why not use the power tool that God's given me and see these things be removed? And if I believe, he said, I will have whatever I say. Amen. Hallelujah. So with that being said, I just feel like, you know, faith without works is dead. So why don't we put on some um, instrumental music, and I'm just going to let you go ahead and uh, say to some mountains, be thou removed. And, and don't just sit there quietly like a little mouse. Like, get up and just let the devil have it and just command mountains to be removed from your life. Walk around and, and just act like you're yelling at them. <laughs> just release the power of God and command the things that are hindering your family from living for, for the Lord to be removed in the name of Jesus, be cast into the sea. And the Holy Spirit's going to give you the words of those mountains as well. But otherwise, just say, that hindering mountain standing in the way of the breakthrough in my finances, be removed removed and be cast into the sea. Amen. So whatever it is that the Lord is showing you, whatever you've, you've not yet received answers to prayer for, go ahead and just start seeing that mountain and, and ask the Lord what the name of it is. Otherwise, just say mountain of hindrance standing in the way of this promise. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Amen. Hallelujah. So go ahead and just start praying and just start commanding those mountains to be removed. And I believe, believe in your heart that you can have whatever you say. Remember, you have power of life and death in your tongue. You're created in the image of God. Say to this mountain, be thou removed. You can turn that up. Be cast into the sea. <laughs>